Attention, everyone. The unpleasant noise you are about to hear coming from your radio is not a mistake. Please do not turn off your radio, but turn up the volume on your receiver as high as it can go. They have stories to tell. And you might even want to hear a few of them. This is Soundwaves TMI. And here we are with Soundwaves TMI, as you may have guessed. I'm Stephen Kirk. I'm here with Chesta and Dennis Willis. We're all here. Chesta will be with us momentarily. She's trying yeah. to gather and compose herself after this last conversation. Yeah, no kidding. And yet again, I come to the table, um, not hungover, but just exhausted because I was out really late last night at a killer show, yeah. Retro Junkie, Walnut Creek, watching uh, the cover-ups. So I'm on like five hours of sleep. So it's going to be a real good time. Tell us about the cover-ups, though, because not oh everybody may not... Okay, so uh, I feel like I feel like all of a sudden I'm channeling my baby Huey because it's <laughs> Billy Joe Armstrong's cover band, uh, which I just think is super rad. He's had this cover band yeah. for quite some time, and he um, saw on Instagram Retro Junkie and was like, "Dude, this looks like a cool place, and all these tribute bands and cover bands. I want to play there." Picks up the phone and calls Retro Junkie. He's like, "Can I play?" Wow, talking about a mega mega rock star. Yeah, that doesn't happen. A that lot. doesn't happen. That's so cool. The cover ups play. A couple times a year I would say and they sell out I mean obviously um and so he this was the spot he wanted to play so last week he called up and they let us know at the bone announce it we announced it in 10 seconds it sold out I mean like (laughs) instantaneously so last night we went and uh we have a great relationship with retro junkie this is a funny story (laughs) we have a great relationship with them and so they had us in the VIP they like cordoned off a little VIP section because Billy Joe's family was there and the other band members you know they had family and friends and stuff so we're chilling uh, it's me baby huey baby huey you um, <laughs> from 1077 the bone if you're not aware you have to know is the number one yeah. green day fan of all time i mean he has made his way into their lives they all know him he knows their siblings and nephews and i mean <laughs> they've got he, the restraining orders totally <laughs> yeah he's practically goes to their family reunion so He's there in all of his glory. Nikki Black is there, and one of our sales guys from The Bone, Paul, is there. And we're all standing there, and it's getting kind of late for me. It's like almost 10 o'clock, and I'm like, God, I'm going to have to cut out early. And I swear to God, I'm literally about to turn around and grab my purse. And the ma- manager of Retro Junk here, her name is Trisha. She's adorable. She's my girl crush. She grabs me by the arm, and she goes, nobody puts baby in a corner. She freaking <laughs> walks me to the front on the stage, I'm two feet from Billy Joe. He's nice. looking at me like, who's this bitch? <laughs> she moved people out of the way to put me right in front. First of all, I love Green Day, but I did not deserve to be there. That should have been Baby Huey. He should have been mm. up Billy Joe's ass and around the corner. Not me. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know when she grabbed my hand, I thought we were going to get a drink or something. I couldn't have imagined what she was going to do. And I just felt daggers in the back of my head because oh, I know no. Baby Huey wanted to slit my throat. Right. Because I'm, I mean, what? Yeah. That's so amazing. Yeah. yeah, but if they put Baby Hugh up there, then nobody, nobody else would have been able to see I know, so. I know, and that's true. So anyways, I took one for the team, and I stood basically next to Billy Joe while he rocked out Retro Junkie. And I had to stay, because when that happens, you can't then leave early. Sure. Right? right. You're yeah. like, oh, no, I'm in it now. <laughs> yeah. So there I was, and I enjoyed the rest of the show. And nice. I got really cool pictures of him very close up. Nice. So nice. you have that's been warned. And was I can... it awkward at work today when you went in? And, no, and baby no, Huey, was... Huey, Huey's such a champ. Okay. I, I let him know. I was like, just so you know, I had no idea where we were going. Right. Had I known, I would have grabbed you. You know, we would have been like a little, you know, mm-hmm. trolley train headed to the front. But I didn't know that until I ended up underneath Billy. <laughs> Joe's nose. <laughs> it was so awkward. 
<laughs> we nice. locked eyes and I, I know he was just like, what the hell is happening? For fuck's sake. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, so you've been warned. I can't be held for anything I say on this podcast today. I think we should just compartmentalize that yep. and play yep. that at the beginning of every podcast <laughs> because that's that's just chastity. That's yeah. just me in a sentence. So there <laughs> nice. you go. Nice. How are you guys this week? Um, I have a head cold. Yeah, actually. I know. Thanks for yeah. sharing it with us. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> At least I could do. We'll be sick in three, two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel fine. That's the most frustrating part of it. It's not like I got wallops and I was like, my whole body. No, I feel fine. It's yeah. just in my, you know, brain in my nose, and I would just want nothing more than a firecracker to blow my nose off my oh, face. Oh, that sucks. But otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, I'm great. I'm great. <laughs> yeah, and I'm okay. <laughs> like Rodney, I'm all right now. But last week I was in rough shape. No, what's going to happen in a couple of days when I go? home yeah i'm gonna get sick yeah me too yep and my problem is when i fly in a plane and the pressure changes when you're going in for a landing i get this sinus thing where my face literally feels like my head's gonna explode i remember you did that last time yeah that's right and i have a feeling it's gonna happen again and so he's oh sarah's been sick and i'm getting over it and all that sort of stuff and i figure well i could probably dodge that bullet this time i even i take like any histamines when i get on the plane just to make sure i got the little nasal thing that i can stick up yeah i love that thing just you know yeah and so everything, oh, we're over it and we're getting over it, all that sort of stuff. And then find out today, oh, Taylor's holed up in his room because oh, now God, he's Taylor's sick. Oh, sick? Oh, for God. Well, I didn't, I didn't count on that plot twist, though, uh-huh, because as uh-huh. of yesterday, oh, I'm fine. I'm, you know. So this could be my final podcast because my head may actually do the whole exploding off my shoulders thing. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, gonna, I'm laughing at Like I'll see it in scanners when yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, I'm fucking great. Good you know? times. Just, so we're all in really good shape yeah. right now. Well, we're all going to go out tomorrow night. We're going to drink a lot. Yeah, and, we are. Uh, yeah, be my last meal, yeah. No, that's good. <laughs> Your last supper. <laughs> it's, it's, Aww, I really. But it'll be not. totally worth it. It will. <laughs> it better be. <laughs> Fucking better be. <laughs> All right. So we were like, what are we going to talk about? But everything on our minds this week has to do with music. Mm-hmm. And I guess we'll start. I guess we'll start with Ozzy. Oh God, you know? do we have to? I know. I know. Uh, so the day that was announced a couple of days ago, that was the very first thing when I woke up at four a.m. and opened my phone. That was the very first thing. Well, for I context, did, so. he made an announcement that his touring days are over. Right. You know, for various medical reasons there are various um and so he he did say that his he's canceling the european tour and his touring days are over he's retiring from the road right but he would still like to play one-off shows maybe a festival show i think he should do a vegas residency and just pop out on stage every three or four nights when he's feeling good um i'd be there for that so you can tell here's the truth i mean ozzy's voice has never been affected by everything that he's dealt with you know nothing i mean he's really kept that in perfect shape Parkinson's hasn't hasn't done anything to it yet any of his other health issues Uh, but it's the travel I mean tour life is hard even in the lap of luxury even on private you know we are going from time zone to time zone you're on stage every night the energy you have to have it's a lot sure so I get it but for me I mean he is he he's a he's on another level he's a god I mean I walked down the aisle to Black Sabbath like Oz I can't imagine a world without Ozzy in it so I'm getting really sad and nervous and i feel like we should wrap him in bubble wrap <laughs> well he i mean he's not going anywhere you know i mean he better not pa- patient number nine right rock yeah. album you know i mean he's and he still, can still record he can still record I mean, he, he can still do it two kick-ass albums in the last two years incredible albums yeah. and i and i feel like they have not gotten the love i've talked about them on the air we've mm-hmm. played a couple yeah. of the songs off the air um whenever they've been released but they haven't gotten the love that they deserve. They're fantastic. Yeah. Andrew Watts produced, fantastic producer. So many people helped out on that. So I know we'll get more from him. I, I just, it just, 
it do, makes do, do me you think, sad. Do you think Ozzy's edge is kind of dulled a little bit with general perception because of the reality show stuff and everything where he... I think people are ageist. Yeah. I think that's what it is. And when you're walking into and out of a gym and you can barely stand up and you're, you know, you're shaking like that. Uh, he has obviously mm-hmm. Parkinson's for those who don't know. Um, I think people can be kind of dicks about it, you know? And I mean, I'm just being real. I yeah, think sure. they can start to write you off, even though he is the freaking Prince of Darkness. Um, so I, I feel like that's part of it. I don't know. I don't have a problem with Sharon personally, but I do know that a lot of people feel like she's the Kris Jenner of rock and roll. She was Kris Jenner before Kris Jenner. Mm-hmm. came along right, right. so I, I don't think that helps yeah you know i mean like i just saw they have s- some specialty uh shirts coming out now about something post-retirement i don't know it's it's that's that's gross mm-hmm. yeah so you mm. know yeah i think there are to answer your question i think there are a couple of things that kind of maybe dull that you know i think if it were up to ozzy he'd just be in his cave he'd come out and rock us and then he'd go back in his cave Oh, that's what I need. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How does he come on, bud? I know. Exactly. His bat cave, I should say. Well, you know, on the topic of uh, ageism this past week, I was very excited to see uh, Bruce Springsteen hit the road. He yes. kicked off his tour, I guess. Um, they'd rented a stadium. I can't tell you where it is. Maybe it was in Jersey, but I know that they, they had is an outdoor... Is it MetLife Stadium? Like, where they... Maybe, but okay. they had this outdoor stadium that they rehearsed, like, the whole show and everything for, like, I don't know, a week. Uh-huh. So you could drive by at any point and just hear him playing yeah you know and they kicked it off in tampa and i want to give a shout out when you listen to the show you hear kelly ogden kelly is not only on little steven's underground garage she's also with dolly rot yeah and she and lewis um uh who is also her husband and a dolly rot um membership has its privileges because little steven is in that band and runs yeah. that channel and you saw the picture of where they were sitting yeah it's incredible yeah yeah, and, good and, for them. I mean, good for them. How and, jealous were you? Were you gritting your teeth? I, well, I was texting. Bless their hearts, her. right? <laughs> exactly. We were See? actually used appropriately. She, uh, we were texting on a break, and, and she said uh, she had to take a quick pee break, and she's already cried four times. Oh wow! And I'm like, yeah, I would too. <laughs> like, wish you know? I were there sitting beside I'm you. So in I'm those telling you, I but you know, seats. YouTube is your friend. I went and I watched a, a good amount of it on YouTube. That's with just great. People with phones and stuff like that. Definitely. But you know what? Um, this is kind of interesting that because there was a big kerfuffle and he caught a lot of shit for the prices. Mm. And this is like a Live Nation thing, or it's a ticket price thing, eh, whatever thing. But he actually came out and was like, you know what? We just decided this time to go out market market rate, market value, and we're going to charge what a lot of our contemporaries charge. And I'm like, dude, it's 73. Mm-hmm. He's got 16 people on stage. Mm-hmm. He's got a big production to pay for. I don't, I don't begrudge him That's that. That's a, a lot of overhead. That's a lot of overhead. And uh, it didn't seem to diminish anybody's excitement there. You know, and yeah. in, a, in all the Springsteen groups, it's funny because every comment, oh, it's amazing. Oh, it's great. It was great. It was great. And one asshole said, I don't know. I think he sounded a little flat during night shift. In which case, then 10 more people piled Pile on, on and said, you know what, dude? Let's hear you sing when you're 73. Mm, oh, so, okay. And he never stopped moving. Like, that's the other thing. It's yeah. like, he's 73, but he was like moving, moving all over the place. And I'm like, you know, you, you think about Ozzy and yeah. Ozzy would be doing that if oh, he yeah. wasn't besieged by Parkinson's right. and all this stuff. Right. So, you know. I think Point, Ozzie, counterpoint there, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think like like Bruce, I mean, he can still move around very well. Mick Jagger, he's Yo, the freaking God, energizer yeah, yeah, bunny. Sure. Um, but there's so much more to a live show than just the way you sound. And you like I will I will give you grace on a couple notes that you hit, Vince Nell. 
I'm not talking to you. That's, that, we need to have a talk. That's a yeah, whole nother thing. That's, that's a whole nother thing, buddy. Uh, but there is so, so much more to a live show. And if Bruce can still put on a great live show, Mick Jagger, obviously. Quite frankly, if Ozzy sat in a throne and just sang, I would still feel like that's a great show yeah. because I love every song he's ever put out. So I really think people just need to, to realize we all get older. Happens to the best of us. Mm-hmm. And then we deal with it how we can. And if we still have a voice and we still want to rock out, I would fucking die on stage. If I were a rock star, <laughs> yeah. you couldn't pull me off with a cane. Right. You would see me hit the deck. Seriously. Yeah. And if that's what they want to do, by all means. Exactly. By yeah, remember, 73 is still young. Yeah. I mean, Phil Collins, you know, he went out and just sat on a stool, you know, when he right. couldn't get around. Exactly. Right. And yeah. still phenomenal. And still sounds great. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, part of the uh, part of the problem, people are talking about these high prices and stuff, but a lot of it boils down to the supply chain that's still mm-hmm. been affected from. <laughs> <laughs> that was me making a point way, way the fuck over there. <laughs> but the, but the uh, the concerts are, are affected by the supply chain still years down the road, mm-hmm. because when you've got a, a big venue where you've got all these set pieces that come in and stuff like that, and if you're performing uh, in New York tonight and New Jersey tomorrow. Well, guess what? They don't pack up that whole thing and take it to the next city over. They've got two separate Multiple sets. Multiple sets, right. right. And when you talk about the price of gas, which still, which is coming down and all that sort of stuff. That's but, actually going back up. And, <laughs> it went down and it's coming yeah, back up. But the, the price of materials, mm-hmm. all that stuff that goes into creating it. And it break down to the, uh, the equipment that you need to put speakers and amplifiers and all that sort of stuff. If you have to go to this town and rent it versus buying it exactly. and taking it with you. All those prices are up. And what do you do if the roadies want eggs for breakfast? Dear God. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How do you yeah. afford that? Yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah. be so real. So obviously the prices are going to go up, yeah. you know, but that's that's not stopping people no. from going. No. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the beauty of it. Because what was what was the phrase that you used? I have no idea. Oh, is it on here? Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I, that, yeah. I gave you the disclaimer <laughs> when we started this. Revenge travel. So I follow... Uh, uh, money podcast that of which I cannot Dave Ramsey um, his daughter and she was talking about the idea of revenge travel which made me laugh because I'm like who are you revenging against <laughs> um, but it was the idea of during COVID we couldn't do these things we couldn't travel we couldn't go to live shows we couldn't do all those things and she said so now people are just going balls to the wall and they're spending all their money just because they simply can mm. they can do these things so revenge travel felt like a dramatic title but it, I get what she's saying and I very much think this applies in live music because we music nerds missed out on all those experiences. And I'll tell you, the first year, what was that, summer 2021, I paid some hefty prices to go see shows that Mm -hmm. I was not going to miss. Right. And I don't regret it for a second. Am I still paying for some of it? Maybe. (laughs) But I don't regret it. But it is definitely that revenge travel because not not only are people, it's not like here we were in 2019 and we went to X number of shows and then we couldn't go to shows and now the number's back to to 2019 numbers. Mm -hmm. No, no, it's up above that. Live Nation, they're up 20% over where they were in 2019. So people are just not only going, but they're going big and they're going, they're making up for lost time. And then when you get the secondary market involved, forget about it Uh dear god i mean those prices are hundreds and hundreds and thousands of dollars it's terrifying so you can sit there and you can complain you can say that oh paul mccartney is charging this much you know five hundred dollars a ticket 
Paul McCartney's not charging $500 a ticket. Right. The promoters, the venue, the trucking company that takes a set from point A to point B. They've got expenses. They've got things that they've got to pay for. And it's just the cost of living. It's the cost of doing business. You know who I haven't paid attention to post-COVID for reasons I won't go into? Uh, Somebody who did have a real beef with ticket prices and also really pushed to have a $20 flat fee ticket was Kid Rock. Oh. I wonder how he would do it. And maybe he is doing it and I'm just not paying attention. I'd have to look that up. But I'm wondering post-COVID, is he fighting that good fight for his people to have a $20 flat rate ticket? Because everything you just said, gas prices, tours, hotels, all of it's so far up. The likelihood of even being able to realistically do that now, it's just Unless he's not taking limited. a paycheck. And just paying everybody right. else. And right. maybe he's doing that as, as Saint Kid Rock. <laughs> Saint Rock. <laughs> well, you, listening to you guys talk, it makes me think of the level of shows and the difference of shows. Like you were talking about Roger Waters a couple of months oh, ago. Yeah. And what a production, production that was, not just visually, but the sound. And it's like, how do you take a Chase Center and make it ready for that show mm-hmm. versus the Stones? who I love the Stones, but they're a bar band Mm -hmm. on an empty stage Mm -hmm. with some video monitors. There's like, what are those two? What's the difference between those? It's like comparing the price of what a film costs, a million dollar movie versus a hundred million dollar movie. You still pay the same $10 ticket. Mm -hmm. But should we? Should there be a sliding scale? Do they need to charge more for Roger Waters than they do for, say, a smaller production? No, I don't think so, because you're making the choice if you want to put on that big a production or not. Right. Roger Waters doesn't need to do all of that stuff. If your music is good, you could sit, you know, at a bar and you mm-hmm. can sit on a stool and you can play your music and it's awesome. If you want to make that whole big presentation, if that's what you're putting out there, that's on you, brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and that's true. And I think it's what you're known for too. That's part of the problem with Pink Floyd and Roger mm-hmm. Waters is they're known for that immersion right. experience, yeah, right? Yeah. It's like, it's that you feel high, even if you're not high experience, <laughs> you know, the stage is coming down from the top and the you know, the sound is all over the place. I, I really think it's interesting what you said about the Stones being a bar band, because I've never heard anybody else say that, but I've always mm. sort of felt like they can do anything as much as they want or as little as they want. And it doesn't change the experience for me. Right. I'm never expecting anything. Well, I wasn't more. knocking them at all. No, no, no. I'm oh, not no. taking Maybe. it that way. Yeah. I, 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 that's why I love them, because I don't need anything else from them. Mm-hmm. They could sit out there, you know like literally kicking their feet off the side of the stage and play their songs. Yeah. I would be like, here for when it. I, when I saw them at Dodger stadium, they got the big stage and the screens and all that sort yeah. of stuff. And then there was, they went out onto the, uh, the edge of the stage and then the stage just kind of like went out on wheels out to the pitcher's mound. Yeah. And it was just the four guys. That's out what on they that did at stage, Levi stadium. You know? It was one of the coolest things. And I've it was seen. like, there you go. That's all you need. That's, a, that's the Rolling Stones right yep, there. Yep. This is all great. This is all eye candy and fun. And oh, it's just, you know, because you can see them on the big screen. But to be able to just see these four guys down there doing their thing, that's that's rock and roll. I'm with you. Yeah. I, I totally. And I would pay a, a lot of money just to see them do that. Mm-hmm. But I would also pay great money to see Roger Waters do what he does. It's just yeah. a completely different thing. Yeah. I mean, talking about theatrics and big shows, Bone Bash, not that I'm doing a plug here, but just like truly Bone Bash this year. You talk about theatrics, Alice Cooper, Rob Zombie. Nice segue, Chester. Ministry. I mean, (laughs) dear God, I don't want to forget about Filter because quietly, secretly, I'm very excited about Filter being on the bill. Um, But like, oh my God, the amount of the guillotines and the, you know what I mean? All the costumes and the people and the makeup. And I mean, that is a huge show. 
I don't know what it cost. I could try to find out, but <laughs> I just and I want to talk about Bone Bash because I want to hear you have a great story, um, and that's obviously the big event for uh, yeah. the Bone this year. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I mean it, it's it's one of those things you never know how much it costs to put on a show, right? In general or even in a given city, you hear like, oh, the Motley Crue tour made five hundred million. Go, okay, okay, great. Yeah, that's what it made. Yeah, but what did it cost? Right. You know. Right. And what's interesting is so many things in the TV and movie. Uh, industry are held up to that weird race cost a hundred million dollars but it only made 150 and it needed this to break even like that's become part mm-hmm. of our vernacular when talking about entertainment mm-hmm. we do not know that stuff when it comes to touring not that's that a we, super good point not that we need to not that that has to become part of the narrative or anything but as i think we are going to congress and complaining about ticket prices and we're questioning the process in which things happen it's kind of, I'm I'm curious. God, so, that's fantastic point. I never thought about that. Like we do at the end of the year get like the top grossing concerts or tours of the year and that's always I love diving into that. I think it's fascinating. Sure. But man, you should have the the price on right. there so we understand Wow, that's really good. You just blew my mind. Never really thought about that. Well, I mean, that might be us. That might be us sitting around the right. table because yeah, yeah. we're interested in production and movies mm-hmm. and TV and, and the, the nuts the, and the bolts yeah. and everything. How the sausage is the, made. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The, the general public maybe doesn't give a shit. They just want to be entertained. True, you know? Are you not entertained? Yeah. You know, they, they don't care about all that, but we do. Yeah. And I think people listening to us care. Yeah. You're right. Well, it's interesting because now with all the belt tightening, you know, me me complaining every week about these streaming services combining and them, you know, canceling shows left and right. What does it all come down to? Saving money. Mm-hmm. So, like, if a show has a big budget and costs $100 million for a season, then that's not uncommon for yeah. a, a big show like Westworld or Star Trek or something like that. And then some suit is like, well, we need to carve $10 billion off the budget. And you start looking at those numbers, what things cost. Yeah. You're either going to see budgets come down or you're going to see shows get canceled. Yeah. And it's kind of, you know, it sucks because that all comes from consolidation. That all comes from one big company buying another big company. But at the end of the day, I mean, I ran a little business. It, it, you want to take more in than you spend, you know, more than you put out. You that's, do have that's, a bottom line. I mean, you got a bottom line. Exactly. Right. And so I just think it's interesting. I just I just it I is. just think that, um, you know, like, have we ever heard of a tour that cost so much that they didn't make it back. Yeah. I've never heard of that. Yeah, yeah. no, I haven't mm-hmm. either. You know, I'm so. sure there have been. Oh, I'm like sure there have. <laughs> 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 but I just don't know them off the top of my head. Right, right. So let's talk about Bone Bash. So um, Bone Bash was a big thing for a lot of the years. And Ozzy, bringing it back around, Oof. was supposed to play Bone Bash. And on the day Ozzy was supposed to play Bone Bash, Ozzy canceled the show. Yep. For medical reasons. And then COVID hit and you... Conquering champion brought Bone Bash back. <laughs> Thank you. you. I was hoping. I know you. it was a team effort, but I'm looking at you. Oh, yeah. I know it was definitely a team effort, but it was my number one goal. Right. I would say whenever I got a program director, I was like, okay, you know, I really thought about what do I want for this station? I, I tried to look at it with a 10,000 view, drone view. All right. What do we want to hit here? What matters to Boneheads? What matters to us as staff? And it's always Bone Bash. That's our biggest event of the year. And, and honestly, there's been Bone Bashes. It really didn't even matter who was on stage. <laughs> because the bigger part is, I mean, you guys have been many years now. The bigger part is the Bonehead families there. Sure. Everybody's running around. They're hugging. They're hanging out. They're cheers. And that's really what it's all about. Yeah. And half the time, I don't even get to see who's on stage, if I'm being truthful, because we're running around like mad people. <laughs> yeah. um, but it was one thing that I thought you know, it has to come back post-COVID. So we brought it back last year with Skinnerd, Tesla, and Petty Theft. And I'm really proud of that, that bill, because we really hand cherry picked that bill and uh and it was magical so this year we were asked
asking late November, we always work with Live Nation, and we were asking like, hey, think of us for Bone Bash before you start announcing all these shows and tours. Let's talk about what our options are. So this is really how the sausage is made. We're getting into the depths here, but it's interesting. Um, Skinner, Tesla, and Petty Theft, that was not a tour. That wasn't an already show thing. Uh, We created that. Most of the time, we try to hop on a tour that's already built um, because that's cheaper, right? I mean, they're already planning to come through the bay, and then we take it and we expand it and make it our own. Um, And so we were thrown a couple of shows in December and early January, and I won't name names of bands, but they were like, meh. Like, you know, it was like, well, okay. We'll discuss after. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was like, okay, that's cool, but there's not a bone bash. You know, bone right, bash right. needs to be big. It needs to feel like, oh my God, this is an event. And so <laughs> there was uh, literally a Thursday of last week, I we got an email from our contact at Live Nation and he was like, oh crap, uh, this email got stuck in my outbox. We need you to go on the air Monday with a giveaway for this show, Rob Zombie and Alice Cooper. And I was like, wait, wait, what? Where was where was the pitch for this to be Bone Bash? Right. You know, I'm like, I've been begging for like a true rock, really upped the ante kind of gig. His email, as soon as we pushed back, I was like, oh, whoa, 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 hold on. <laughs> yeah. um, could this be Bone Bash? Could we talk about that? And he's like, Eureka, stand by. So then air, all the things start happening. They start calling Alice Cooper's people and Rob Zombie's people. We get approval. We get approval, which is a, a big thing. And then we're like, we still have to go live with this on Monday. This is Thursday afternoon. Usually we have a couple months to get assets together because right. you have to think about what we have to do. We have to create a website page or a page on our website. We have to create graphics. We have to do promos. Our jocks need to be on board. We need to be promoting. There's so many things. Set up the pre-sale. I mean, it's insane. And they're like, okay, well, if you can make it happen by Monday at 7 a.m., good luck. Let's do it. <laughs> and so thank God. Friggin' God, I have the most amazing team because I looked at Andrea and Mari and baby Huey and Nikki and Lamont Tonelli and I was like, we're doing it. And everybody was like, let's go. And it's a lot of work on them, but no one even blinked an eye. And I was like, this is why I love you people. (laughs) (laughs) This is why I buy you extra Starbucks and things at Christmas. Um, So we made it happen. Nice. I mean, it, it was we. Everybody worked all weekend, and we made it happen. And we announced it at seven a.m. on Monday that Bone Bash is Alice Cooper and Rob Zombie. It's a co-headlining tour. Never done anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and then we Ministry is on the bill. And then at the last second, we found out Filter was on the bill, mm-hmm. which we didn't even know yeah, when yeah. we chose the show. Mm-hmm. I freaked out. I was actually <laughs> yeah, I think, on yeah. the phone with you when I figured this out, or I called you right after. I was like, Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Freaking hey man, nice shot. Oh, yeah, so exactly. yeah, so and it's it, I think it was written in the stars because it's the same day as last year, September twenty second. It's a right. Friday this year, but at Conquer Pavilion, so it was meant to be. Awesome. Oh, yeah. that's going to be a good party. Oh be- my oh, god! Oh, yeah. Right? Holy shit! Welcome to my nightmare. I'm so yeah. excited. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so I think it's actually going to go. A lot of people have been asking as it stands right now. Unless anything changes, it'll be Filter Ministry. Alice will be in the middle, and then Rob. Um, so, you know, just for planning purposes, mm-hmm. but sure. yeah, it's going to be killer. Nice. Can't wait. Nice. Buy your tickets. They're on sale. Live <laughs> 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 Go 
good deals on Bone Bash. That's why you always have to listen to the bone because we did the pre-sale for Boneheads, but that only lasts two days. Mm-hmm. So if the, when those sell out, they sell out. So and then you know you got to scoop them up. So well, you'll be doing giveaways too. I'm assuming. Oh right? yeah, oh yeah. We did a bunch of giveaways uh, this week. We will, if you're listening to this in real time, um, we will be doing giveaways this week as well. So I should have said last week and this week. I'm time jumping now. <laughs> yeah, and we do several giveaways before it actually gets here in September. But this is a big one, so you're definitely going to want to buy your ticket. Oh, you, you, you gotta. Know, if you're lucky to win tickets, that's great. Yeah. Then you can bring a couple of friends with you or something. Exactly. But Jesus, buy your tickets, man, because this is going to be one to see. Yeah, I mean, I was realizing I've never even seen Alice Cooper yeah. and Rob Zombie. Yeah, I mean, yeah, neither You haven't either? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so this is, I mean, and they're two artists the Bones never worked with. It was definitely a risk. I mean, it was like, all right, we can do something we've done before, mm-hmm. you know, like Styx or Ario or Foreigner. And they're, and I love those bands, yep. but we've done some a lot of those shows. Sure. So it was like, all right, let's take a chance here. Let's go Let's go a little hard for Bone Bash and see what happens. Overwhelmingly, yeah. people have been stoked. You know, um, I interviewed Rob Zombie about ten really? years ago. Yeah, no way. for a film that he did, he made a horror movie, sure. and um, and one of the coolest, most interesting interviews. It was long. I mean, like we just shot the shit. Yeah, and I still remember things that he said. Like they still creep up when I'm looking at writing or editing or whatever. Just the relationship between the artist and the audience. There's a because uh, he had a very measuredly paced film. It was not in a hurry to get to where it was going. And I asked him about that. Uh-huh. And he says, sometimes you just got to take the audience by the hand and you got to change their temperature and you got to you got to walk them through the process and give them what you want to give them when you want to give it to them. And I was like, "Ooh, that's good. I love that. That's good. That's that's, that's a creator that. kind of like, no, it's not what you expected. Let's take you on this journey. Take my hand. Yeah. And, and he like, is a true artist in that way with totally. his films and his music. He really takes risk. He's not afraid to be exactly who he is. Um, he doesn't do any formulaic anything, much like Alice Cooper, uh, who came before him. So, yeah, no, that doesn't surprise me to hear. I'd love to hear that interview, by the way. I'll find it for you. Okay, I'll send cool. it to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and he's also, we can actually post that yeah. to promote Bone Bash. He's also got his hands in all the creative minutiae behind the scenes yeah. stuff. Because I used, to, I used to work for Universal Studios in the entertainment department. And I was the director of a Halloween Horror Nights maze that was based on House of a Thousand Corpses. Sick. Nice. And he came out and we actually did a walkthrough with all the performers going and stuff. So he came in and he was making notes let's do this let's change this here you know oh, and so yeah so i mean but he was it wasn't just a matter of him signing his name yeah, on the thing and going, yeah. yeah just go go ahead and do that thing you know he really was hands-on. he was right there right in the middle of it to That's make sure that it rad. was what he wanted it to be well and he is such a specific eye and brand that you it has to be yeah. or it's not authentic to rob zombie yeah. and right he wouldn't yeah. be who he is without that that's really cool mm-hmm. wow so naturally you can hear these cats on 107.7 The Bone. Chast is on every single goddamn day from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Dennis just went, snort. Dennis just Dennis is on Saturday nights at 11 o'clock. Soundwaves FM. Yep. That's all the great music in the Bay Area. You definitely want to check that out. And, oh, my God. And I, and I think I heard, Steve, you were talking about, like, I, I heard a segment on the Lamont and Sinelli show that I thought Steve was in, but I was wrong about that. But you heard him a couple of times. I did. I heard him a couple of times over the last, like, 10 days. I was, like, sitting there when we were play our bits, you know, because on the Lamont and Sinelli show, they're really do super goofy bits. And it's kind of like a drinking game. Like, all of a sudden, I'll hear, <laughs> I'll hear a voice, and I'm like, 
that's Steven. Like it'll kick out and then I'll, and then we'll laugh about it because we'll all make eye contact and I'll be like, that's Steven. <laughs> you know, and then we get off and talk about it. But you're so talented because like Lamont sometimes, Lamont pieces stuff together, but he also has Smelly, our our producer, right. and he pieces stuff together. It's a, it's a huge undertaking, that show, uh, in a production manner. So sometimes Lamont will not know who Smelly has even used until we get it. And I'm like, that one's Steven. And he's like, no, <laughs> it's really cool so I just love it it's a drinking game now do we drink at 6am maybe <laughs> are we still awake drinking at 6am yeah, exactly <laughs> sometimes <laughs> don't judge <laughs> right and if you're planning ahead a couple of months, uh, we've got a fun show. We've got so much big sound wave stuff coming down the pike. This is our 40th anniversary. We're getting ready for some major announcements. Uh, but I'll share one with you. We haven't told Why don't you share about. it? Because you booked it. I Well, kind of. Are yeah, you Booker so now? I, I, booker I, Dennis? I guess so. I guess so. You get, wait, you get paid for that, though, right? Oh, right. Oh, instead of Booker T, we're going to call you Booker D. I'm okay with nice. that. <laughs> right? I like that. I like that. That's yeah, you cool. should be getting paid, so make so that happen. this is our Home Away From Home longboard. It's March 24th. I know it's a little far out, but scribble it on your calendar. It's Stateline Empire. They whoop, whoop. have a, uh, maybe an EP release. We're waiting to find out about I, that. He, they say it's an EP release. Let's I'm, go with that. Fingers crossed. I'm it's excited. It's going to be an EP release. And uh, Court of Blood Technique and one of my favorite new bands in the Bay Area, Corvus Lore. Getting a lot of attention. Yeah. 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 Just saw them be. last weekend at Bottom of the Hill. That's Fantastic. Right. With uh, right. Devil in California and Rusty Chains. So it's going to be a Hell of a show. The yep. Soundwaves gang is going to be over partying. We're going to have a big monitor, and you know, you come buy us a drink, and we'll tell you a story. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Soundwaves TMI, featuring Chasta, Stephen Kirk, and yours truly, Dennis Willis. The part of the announcer was played by Kelly Ogden. Please like and subscribe to Soundwaves TMI wherever you are listening from. Soundwaves TMI is presented in part by the Longboard Bar in Pacifica, California, world-class music venue, and neighborhood bar all under one roof. Also, please consider helping us continue our mission of lifting and supporting independent music and the Bay Area music scene by becoming a Soundwaves patron. In exchange, you'll be the first to see and hear weekly shows such as Soundwaves TV, Soundwaves FM, and the Soundwaves TMI podcast, as well as exclusive content. Just go to patreon.com slash Soundwaves TV. For all things Soundwaves, follow us on social media at Soundwaves TV or just go to soundwavestv.com. 